0: DJ, roll the intro. Hey guys, my name is Bogdan and you're listening to Email Marketing Secrets, the show where I go behind the scenes and tell you how to master email as a marketing channel for your business. Whether you have an e-commerce store or you run a B2B or B2C business, whether you're an entrepreneur or a digital marketing freelancer, this podcast is for you. Welcome to another episode of Email Marketing Secrets. This is your host, Bogdan, and I'm so excited to have you guys on a new episode. Um, It's been uh, a while since I posted my last episode. I do have some good news though. Um, Moving forward, we're gonna post an episode. uh, We're gonna post two episodes every month, and I already have my plan for 2022. We have loads of cool things to talk about in uh, regarding email marketing and e-commerce. Another piece of good news is that I've had another episode recorded Uh, with um, uh, Greg Brad. So I had a guest over. Greg is a copywriter from Poland. He's um, working with loads of clients from across the world. He's uh, quite popular on Instagram. He has over 10,000 followers and he's sharing loads of cool tips. And I wanted to have him over for an interview to talk about email copywriting which went quite well. Uh, the, the episode was absolutely packed with value. I'm really excited to share that one with you. Um, the only bit of issue is that there was a few audio problems uh, with the actual recording. So it took more than a month to sort of make sure that we get it right. And it's 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 a good quality for you guys to understand. So that one is gonna go live after this one on the 23rd of February. Um, so look out for, for the new episodes. From now on, we should, we should keep quite consistent. Uh, but I'm super excited to have you guys on this episode. And uh, today we're going to talk about 25 email flows that you need to create for your e-commerce store or your clients' store. Because I know a lot of you might be freelancers or might be working for agencies. Um, and um, it is definitely applicable to to you guys as well. Um, so yeah email flows Um, I feel like this this sort of content is you know you find a lot of uh, resources online on Klaviyo which is the software I use for email to to build these flows Uh, you find a lot of resources on on different agency websites Um, but very rarely do you actually get an, an actionable resource with things that you can actually take and apply to your business or to your client's uh, um, email account. So for example, in this particular podcast episode, I genuinely want to tell you the flows that you should have on your list as a service for your clients. These are the flows that I can build for you. Or if you're an e-commerce owner, make sure that you listen because these are the flows that you need for your e-commerce store to really occupy that customer journey and make sure that your, everything is optimized and you're talking with your customers at every single point during the customer journey. Um, so I feel like this is the type of content that not a lot of people would share because it's really what they, you know, what they sell, and you know, they they want to keep it as a either a consultation or uh, as a hook to getting someone to work with them. But you wouldn't really post this online. I might be wrong, but I, I didn't really see this type of content yet, and I'm really excited to to share it with you. Uh, before we dive in, though, I want to say two things. First thing, there's a blog post on my website emailkong.com um and you can find literally this podcast episode in written format with a lot of pictures and visuals to understand a bit better uh, uh you know about this this uh customer journey that we're going to talk about today um you can again you can find it on emailkong.com so that's emailkong.com uh there's a link at the top of the website blog just click on that and then it's the first uh featured blog post uh you'll see when you land on that page uh, second thing I want to talk about is that under on the same website, uh next to blog, there's a section called free downloads. Now, if you click on that, I have two resources for you guys that you might definitely want to download. The first one is uh, my abandoned cart email playbook, which is has uh, actual copy-paste email templates that you can use for your abandoned cart flow, for your clients or for yourself if you have an e-commerce store battle-tested copy and timings. Um, It's free download, so you can literally download it. It goes into detail about what kind of emails you want to build, when do you need to send them, uh, what sort of copy do you want to put in them, um, and it has even has a few design examples. The second one, which is related to today's episode, it's the email flows swipe file. Um, It's on the same page, uh, so it's a free download. Again, you can just get it for free, and it's uh, more of a detailed breakdown of the blog post that you would have seen on my uh, on my blog page. Um, so it has a few more uh, details in there. Uh, it it has more images and it also has on the thank you page. Once you download the, the, the swipe file, there's a video of me, 30 minutes, deep diving into detail about each and every single flow. And I'm giving lots of uh, details into that one. I'm not going to go into specifics about what you're getting out of it, but there's lots of value in it. So I highly recommend you download that. Now, for today's podcast, uh, let's just go straight to it. 25 email flows you need to create for your e-commerce store or for your client store. Um, obviously, email flows have become very popular over the last few years. Um, not only that, but, you know, they're they're absolutely crucial for a successful e-commerce strategy um, for every single store nowadays. Um, email software such as Klaviyo really opened. A lot of new possibilities for us agencies and freelancers and, you know, marketers working for e-commerce stores to really make it extremely easy for us to to, to automate more and more areas of the customer journey. Um, but the question that I get the most is what email flows are the most effective? You know, which ones should I build for my brand? Which, If I get a new client, which flows should I build first for them? Um and you know, if I've already built a couple of flows for them, kind of like what's next, what, what should I build? And is there a structure, a framework for this? And my answer is yes, there is. And this is what this episode is gonna go into detail talking about. Um, in my opinion, there are 25, not, yeah, in my opinion, I would say there are 25 automated email flows that you can build for an e-commerce store that align with an optimized customer journey. Um, before we go in detail and explain what these flows are, uh, I also wanted to explain my rationale for this sort of uh, um, framework. So in order to understand how I look at the customer journey and how I look at each of these flows um, being built aligned with the customer journey, I would want you to look at the email customer journey as a unified timeline. I, fe- I feel like I've said customer journey yet like four times already um now fifth with this one um so yeah look at the customer journey as a unified timeline at the beginning your customer joins the list or your subscriber they don't have to be a customer yet um at the end your customer and again or again your subscriber unsubscribes that's the beginning that's the end what i want you to think now is okay that's the beginning and that's the end uh what email flows go in between and when do i want to send those what do i want to put in them and you know kind of like how do i flow my subscribers my customers through those email flows in an optimized way that really creates a, the best possible customer experience and that's what we're gonna cover in this flow so I uh, in this unified timeline this line that you can imagine where the customer joins the list and the customer unsubscribes at the end um i also like to number flows so we're starting with the first on our list, which is a set of flows, not one single flow. It's a set of flows, which are the pre-purchase email flows. Um, now, a lot of the flows I'm going to cover in each of these sets, they, they might be you know, controversial. A lot of people might disagree with my approach. They might say like this flow actually is more of a post-purchase flow and this flow is more of a pre-purchase flow. This is just how I look at it and how I look at uh, how I would look at building it as well. So that's why I've numbered them the way that I've numbered them. Um, so the pre-purchase email flows, they start at 10 and they end at 19. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you have nine, just nine pre-purchase flows that you can build. It just means that, in my opinion, more than nine pre-purchase flows, like it's unlikely. Um, in this particular case, though, we're numbering them from 10 to 15. The first one, number 10, is the new subscriber email flow, aka the welcome flow. That is the first flow that you want to build for any e-commerce store that you're going to work with. Or, you know, if you're an e-commerce store who hasn't built any flows, that's the first one you want to build. And that one is tied directly to your um, lead generation pop-up. So the way you capture uh, subscribers as well uh, to your uh, uh, email list, the way you grow your email list, basically. So that's the first one you want to build. The second one is the browse abandonment flow. That is a great flow to have running on the background. Keep uh, that basically will keep capturing your customers back. Um, you know, if someone has been on the website and then they bounce, it will try and get them back on the website on the products that they viewed. It's great. It works in the background. It needs very little work. Maybe optimize it every now and then, um, and it will generate uh, revenue for you um, on repeat basically. Um, number 12 is the card abandonment flow the card abandonment flow um, essentially tries to win back to recapture uh, um, everyone's interest that has been on your card page and they haven't moved forward to your checkout page so there's two ways you can do this the first one you either have a pop-up on the card page that tries to capture their email address once again and then you add them to a flow Um, In basically you would double capture their email list, because you already have. You might already have their email address. But yeah, you need something to sort of trigger the flow. Um, and the second way is to build a custom event onto the cart page. And Klaviyo will identify every single time someone is going to land on the cart page, they'll, uh, they, uh, they will identify that as an event. Obviously, you will have to have that person's email address already, so it would only work with your existing email list. Um, and then if they haven't moved forward to the checkout, that's when you can trigger your card abandonment flow, trying to get them back on the card page. The checkout abandonment flow is the classic uh, abandonment flow, so to say. is the one where they've reached the checkout on Shopify, WooCommerce, whatever they use, and um, they haven't moved forward. That, that event is already pre-installed with the integration with Shopify or whatever you're using in Klaviyo, um, and it's trying to win them back, get them to make the purchase. Um, the last two on my pre-purchase flow set are the window shopper flow and the birthday flow. Now, the window shopper, I believe, is a term that was coined by Ezra Firestone. I'm not entirely sure, though. Uh, it's just what I, I really liked it, so I kept calling it that. And it's a um, it's a mirror of the browse abandonment flow. However, it's a bit more advanced. So instead of capturing uh, instead of entering through the flow people that you only have an email address for, you try and enter everyone that lands on a particular product page through a flow using a pop-up. So that pop-up, you have to to, to set it that it will only trigger on that particular product page. So if I'm selling a pair of black jeans on my store, um, obviously I have my uh, main pop-up, which captures people on the homepage and other pages, and then I have the uh, Windows Shopper pop-up which captures people's uh, email address only on that particular product page, so on the the, the pair of jeans. Um, if, they're, if you want to make this exit intent, I think it's the best way to go with it. So if they're trying to exit the page from that product, you put their pop-up in the face and you say like, hey, hold on a second, would you like 10% off these uh, off these jeans? Uh, you know, put your email address below and we'll send you the coupon straight to your inbox. You get their email address. Now, you might have their email address already or not, this will achieve the the purpose of having them enter the flow you might not have their email address which is great you've acquired a new email address and uh, you have a high interest for um, uh, this product because you're nurturing them through the flow this flow is a will have a few more emails than the browser abandonment flow so you won't just have two emails ideally you want to have three or four emails it will act literally as a new subscriber flow for one single product so you'll hype up the product with reviews, with, you know, particular features that the product has. So, you know, black jeans made out of pure, uh, whatever, denim, and, you know, they've been worn by this celebrity, and these are the reviews. So you want to make it very specific about that particular product. And obviously, the call to action is to buy the jeans. Um, So that's a really nice little flow. I've implemented with a few of my clients, and it works really well. It actually turns out to be, uh, oftentimes, the third highest performing flow on Klaviyo. Uh, with some of my clients so i definitely recommend you try it out uh birthday flow pretty self-explanatory you collect birthdays from your customers and you enter them through a flow where every time that date the date of their birthday comes to present, I have no idea how to explain that better, I'm really bad at explaining this, Um, then you will trigger the flow uh, to send them an email with happy birthday and then a coupon code or some sort of gift that they can use to purchase from you. And I personally, I like to think this as a pre-purchase flow. For some people, it might be a post-purchase flow. So that's the kind of controversy that I was talking about. Um, Next one on our list is the post-purchase email flows. Post-purchase, obviously, is one of the most important areas of your customer journey. 80% of e-commerce sales are likely coming from 20% of existing customers, aka returning customers. Um, So yeah, in other words, your customers are just too important to ignore. Um, That's why post-purchase flows are so important. And um, once someone has made a purchase, it is your job as a store, as a brand, to create a well-thought set of post-purchase email flows um, or you might want to call it a post-purchase journey uh, to, to, to nurture, engage, and provide your customers with a better purchase experience. Um, and there are quite a lot of flows you can add through this. Some of them are meant to generate you additional revenue. Some of them are meant to uh, generate you uh, um, reviews or you know uh, UGCs or... Anything, you know, once someone has bought from you, you can really go with a lot of low commitment call to actions or higher commitment call to actions to try and get more out of them. Um, In my opinion, the post-purchase email flows are meant to increase your AOV, uh, increase your CLTV, so the customer lifetime value, and build a better relationship with your customers long-term. In other words, create a loyal customer. Someone that's going to come and buy from you time and time again. It's going to refer your store. It's going to add great reviews. Um, It's going to get you great feedback. So they'll always be there for you. That's what you want to get out of the post-purchase email flows. Um, To summarize these flows, uh, we have the customer thank you flow, first one on the list as part of the post-purchase list. Uh, You have the upsell email flow, cross-sell email flow, mps and feedback email flow and the review email flow all of these again meant to um build a relationship with your customers. So the customer thank you flow, reduce reduce buyer remorse, hype up the product that they bought, You know, tell them when, it, when it's, when it's uh, out for delivery, all of these things that can actually just live in Shopify as well, but along with those, you wanna send more emails about how to use the product, uh, what they can expect out of it. If you're selling supplements, when they can see results, you wanna really hype up the product with the customer thank you flow without asking anything in return. It's all about providing value. Um, And then you want to move forward with the upsell flow. So, you know, for example, let's say uh, they've bought a turmeric supplement from your brand, from your health supplement brand. Uh, Then you might want to go with an upsell uh, of buying a subscription for that particular product. Right. So that's that's the upsell. It's very much related to what they bought. And it's only meant to make to generate you additional revenue slightly more than they've bought. Um, The cross-sell email flow, on the other hand, it's meant to. Um, suggest a new product to them. So if I bought a turmeric supplement um, and I bought it because I want to improve the health of my joints, you might want to come to me in 14 days or 21 days uh, with an email presenting me with another product from your store called the organic garlic supplement, which might help me with better memory and reduce anxiety. And that's your cross-sell flow. You're presenting a new product to me that I can potentially buy from you because I've bought another product from you. Um, and there's lots of different ways you can build this crossflow. flow. We'll go into more detail about some of these in a, in a future episode, uh, potentially. MPS uh, and review, uh, they kind of go together. So what I like to do, I like to build the NPS flow to um, segment my customers into promoters, neutral and detractors. So NPS, for anyone that doesn't know, it's, it's called a net promote it's a net promoter score and it's meant to get a score from 1 to 10 from your customers on how likely they are to recommend your brand to someone else on a scale from 1 to 10. So if they give you a score from 1 to 6, then they're, they are a detractor. They're pretty much unlikely to recommend you to someone else. If it's a score from 7 to 8, then they are neutral. Um, you know, they might recommend you, but at the same time, they might not. And then if it's a 9 or a 10, they're a promoter. You want to go in asking for reviews, asking for referrals, because these people loved your product, they loved your brand, and they will most likely... Um, talk positive about it. So that's why I like to have them hand-in-hand because once I get the net promoter score from my customers, um, then I segment my flow. So if they're a neutral or a detractor, I send them to customer support and I try and have my customer support team figure out why they had a bad experience. And then the nine and the 10, the promoters, I send them to a review request flow where I'm trying to gather reviews from them for my uh, own social proof content Uh, because I know that they're most likely to to give me great reviews. So that's how you can think of uh, a very easy, yet quite advanced, if you ask me, not a lot of brands go this far with it, uh, post-purchase email strategy. So we talked about pre-purchase email strategy, post-purchase email strategy, different type of flows you can build um, on this customer journey before someone has purchased and after someone has purchased. What about after, after someone has purchased, right? So what happens after that? What kind of email do you still have to to create, to make sure you generate additional revenue and you sort of tackle these different uh, um, issues that e-commerce, store, e-commerce stores have. So the next one on the list um, it combats a very big issue that a lot of e-commerce stores have, which is churn. Um, for a lot of you that don't know, churn is when someone has bought from you uh, once or twice, and then they've become an active for a very long time, 180 days usually. So they've bought from you, but then for the rest, Uh, six months they haven't bought from you again they might have opened some of your emails they might have clicked through they might have been on your website but they haven't purchased from you so the win back email flows or the win back email strategy is meant to well as it says in the title win them back um, as part of this strategy, you have the main email flow, which is the customer win-back flow. So that one is a very simple one. You add a few emails in it, and if someone hasn't bought from you in 180 days or more or less, depending on what what the perfect timing is for your particular store, then you send these sort of sequenced emails to them, uh, trying to win them back with different offers. Whether you want to go a bit more aggressive with coupon codes, whether you want to go a bit more soft, uh, and then just reinforce your unique selling points and try and win them back by making them fall in love with your Brand again. Um, that's up to you. You know, either strategy works. Um, but I wanted to add a few more emails as part of the winback strategy because even though they're not directly, um, in definition, a winback email, I feel like these—it's the perfect place for them on this customer journey. So, um, in case you missed before, we had pre-purchase from ten to fifteen, post-purchase from twenty to twenty-four. Um, and then now we're in WinBack, and this is 30 to 33. There's only four emails in here, uh, four email flows, sorry. Uh, one of them is the customer WinBack flow. The other three ones we have back in stock email flow, the replenishment flow, and the feedback and reward flow. So, just a few uh, very short explanations for each of them. Back in stock is when someone goes on your product page, they're trying to buy, maybe they haven't bought from you in a while, maybe they bought from you very recently, they see that a product's not in stock, they subscribe to a specific list where they'll get reminded when the product is back in stock, Um, and then they'll get an email as soon as you add uh, products to stock, Uh, and this sort of thing is automated. It it will just trigger from Shopify or whatever your e-commerce platform is. Now, the reason I like to dis- as, I like to look at this as a win-back email is because technically you are winning back those customers, right? Like these customers, they wanted to buy something from you. It's not in stock anymore. The only way for them to remember to come back and check, is unless they're very loyal, is for them to get this email. So technically you are winning them back. Otherwise, what would have been a lost customer? Um, replenishment uh, essentially is when someone has bought something from you that has to be bought again and again. So, for example, the turmeric supplement that we've mentioned, if you wouldn't have a subscription for that particular product, then you would want to have a replenishment email flow 100% because what that does after, let's say, you know that the turmeric supplements last uh, on average around 30 days. After 30 days, you send an email to them automatically, obviously everything is automated, um, reminding them that their turmeric might have run out and they should buy again. Again, if you want to have that email, unless they really like your product, they might come back by themselves. But even if I like a product, sometimes I don't remember to replenish my protein, for example, Um, you basically win that customer back. So do you see my thinking behind it? Again, lots of controversy. A lot of people might not agree, but that's how I like to look at it. Feedback and reward flow is very much tied to the customer win back flow. So after you've tried to win someone back, through the win back flow if they still haven't bought from you i like to enter them to something i like to call the feedback and reward flow so after 10 days or even less that they've been through the win back flow i send them an email uh, I, I i entered them through a flow which tries to gather uh qualitative data from them so a survey or a, 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 a form however you want to call it asking them like hey where did you stop buying from us can do you have a few minutes to tell us you know, what made you stop? stop uh, what made you to stop buying from us. Um, and then just as a little incentive, you kind of give them a reward as well. So either 10 off, $10 off, 10% off, a free gift. Free gift I, I found to work the best because they don't have to put their credit card details to buy it. They just get it for free. Um, and it's often a little something that might, in the long run, bring them back to buy from you. So that was the third one on our list, the win-back email flows. Now you had someone join your list, pre-purchase, nurturing them to purchase. They've bought from you for the first time, fantastic. Then you enter them to the post-purchase email flows. You uh, send them an upsell email. You send them some cross-sell emails. You got their you got their MPS. You got some reviews from them. Then they fell through, and you know they didn't buy from you, so they entered them to the win-back flow. You know you had a few that entered back in stock replenishment feedback and reward. All of that has happened. We're already quite far ahead down the customer journey. Which customers do we want to focus on now? In my opinion, is um, the next flows that you should focus on are the loyalty email flows. And within these, we have loyalty program email flows, referral request email flows, VIP email flows, or anniversary email flows. So these are mainly aimed and angled at your loyal customers. How do you define a loyal customer? Well, you can look at the number of purchases that they've made. So I would definitely only add repeat buyers through these flows. Um, You can go further. So if you have a very big list and you get a very big, uh, very high volume of customers, then you want to look at NPS as well. You want to look at engagement. Um, You make you want to make sure that you really uh, um, you add uh, through these flows. You only add your loyal customers. Uh, the loyalty program email flow, obviously, it is pretty much what it says. You want to create a loyalty program, um, uh, obviously, aimed overall uh, um, at all of your customers. You can advertise this on your website as well. But in terms of email flows, to make sure you really get good um, results from it and, you know, so you you maintain some of those email metrics, um, I would definitely recommend that you filter some of the customers that go through this. You don't want to add... Uh, someone that has only bought from you twice and didn't buy from you for the next 60 days through an email f- to a loyalty flow. That's kind of my thinking behind it. Um, a referral request flow is someone that you want to ask um, for a referral. So you know you build some sort of referral programs. Like you know um, they get you know your friends get $15, you get $15 if you refer them to our brand. Um, again, the way to maintain high engagement on these flows is to make sure they really only add people that are most likely to actually take time out of their day to refer someone to your brand. Um, VIP, this is more of an odd one out as well. It's like, I like to create a VIP email flow where I invite some of my loyal customers. So let's say that they have uh, their customer lifetime value might be $500 or um they have a they have a high nps score you know they've submitted reviews before whatever right so and then i want to invite them to join a vip program so validate their um uh validate their status as a vip or even send them a little card um obviously a mock-up on on the email uh, that says VIP with their name. Something cool to really validate that relationship with the brand. So um, usually what this does is that it gives them early access to promos and Black Friday and all of that. And it's like it helps you in the long run because a lot of email strategists would would probably advise that you create an early access list for your big promos. Well, if you have a flow that creates these for you in advance, then you'll have even bigger results anniversary email flow this is quite simple is that you know loyal customers or even non-loyal customers first time they bought from you tag them with that date and then make sure that one year after that you send an email with their anniversary and you give them a little reward for that Um, and that's kind of what what this is Um, the ones that are sort of I place them in here but these ones can really go at any given point or the subscription email flows So we've had the loyalty email flows, and now we're talking about subscription email flows. But, you know, if you work with e-commerce stores, you most likely cross paths at some point with stores that have subscription products. And it probably goes without saying that, you know, you kind of have to tackle it differently. A lot of the email flows that we've talked about are going to be similar, but... um, in reality, you're going to have to create some extra additional flows if, if you if you work with subscription products. And these additional flows are the rebuild email flow. So when someone has bought something, you want to make sure that you remind them a few days before they get rebuilt for that product uh, that they're going to get rebuilt. This helps with churn, helps with um, bad um, uh, with complaints from customers. So, you know, it, it, it reduces the tickets with customer support. You don't want to build someone that forgot. You know, customers are... We as customers can be annoying, so we don't. Sometimes we can't. We don't even know that we've subscribed to a product, and then we get rebuilt again, and we get all annoyed, and we're trying to like give you a bad review online, and I get super angry. You want to avoid that. I would rather lose that customer because I told him that he's going to get rebuilt, um, as opposed to them being annoyed that I rebuild them because they didn't know it was a subscription, and then giving me a bad review on Trustpilot or something, right? So that's why you want to build a rebuild flow. Uh, the other one is a uh, cancellation flow. So if someone has canceled their subscription, you want to find out why they canceled. And this is made, the sole, sole purpose of this is to enter them through a survey uh, to get some feedback from them. So this can be a two-email flow. First one, uh, s- tell them that you know, you'd know appreciate their feedback. Second one, if they still haven't done it, remind them to, to submit their feedback. If they still haven't done it, whatever. Uh, I think you, you should get enough people from that anyway. Um, and the next one is reactivation flow. Use the results from your cancellation flow uh, to power your decisions on what offers you're going to send on the reactivation flow. So the reactivation is basically an email flow in which you're telling people that have subscribed before to subscribe again, but you're sort of reinforcing that with some new offers. So if someone said that they, haven't, they unsubscribe because of price, maybe you give them 20% off for the next three months just to try the product again and get used to it again. See what I mean? So that sort of thing. Um, the last one, we got to the last one. We're already 30 minutes in. I hope that you're still with me. Um, the last one on, uh, on our list are the lapsed email flows. Um, so we're talking obviously here about sunset flows. Um, a sunset email for a lot of you that might be, maybe don't know uh, is, is, is an email meant to identify unengaged subscribers. And uh, re-engage them by sending email reminders. The best way to do this is by automating the entire process, obviously. Um, and um, you know, it's it's building these flows. It's fantastic because it maintain, maintains a healthy and engaged list, and it helps you with uh, poor unsubscribe rates. Uh, the the flows, email flows that I would build for this are the sunset flow. Um, This one is the one where it asks your customers if they still want to be part of your list. They have to click on a button to continue to be part of your list. If they don't, then they get unsubscribed. So this one keeps your list healthy. The unsubscribe confirmation flow. Um, When someone has unsubscribed, you want to make sure you send a confirmation to, to say, hey, you've unsubscribed from us just because I found so many times that people unsubscribe by mistake or other people unsubscribe for them because they get emails forwarded. So you wanna make sure that you send them an email, like, hey, by the way, you've unsubscribed. If this was by mistake, click here to resubscribe. Um, So this is the one that I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast that it can help you save some of those uh, unsubscribes. And then the other one um, that uh, that you wanna create is the resubscribe flow. Uh, essentially, it's if they do end up resubscribing, so they click on that button and they're like, oh, all right, yeah, I subscribed by mistake, then you reward them for resubscribing, right? So this is a great way for you to gain a new customer or to get a repeat purchase by simply offering them some things like, oh, awesome, you resubscribe, here's 5% off in case you wanted to buy something from us. And then it creates that buying intent. It doesn't work that great, but it still brings enough revenue to sort of make sense on the customer journey. Um, We got to the end, guys. So these were... uh, I'm sorry if I rushed a bit in the end, but I really wanted to cover everything. And this is a really complex subject. We're trying to fit the entire um, curriculum of email marketing flows into one episode. Uh, But I hope you found it useful. Um, You know, given how effective email marketing is in providing ROI for us marketers, uh, implementing these email flows, I can honestly... Vouch that it will most definitely help you increase conversion, and it will help you generate more sales on autopilot. Help you with AOV, CLTV. Help you with building customer loyalty. Literally, like it, it, it tackles so many uh, e-commerce issues. Um, I just want to end the podcast by saying that you know if you do need help setting up email flows for your e-commerce business, uh, please don't hesitate to get in touch um you know you can contact me on my website email kong.com email kong.com um you know you can book a call with me and we can have a chat to see kind of like what you need in terms of uh, email flows for your store and we'll look at this exact uh sort of structure of flows and see kind of like which ones make sense to build now at this particular point in time for your store um if you are a freelancer or you work with email flows as you know you have an agency you you, you work in marketing whatever and you want to improve your knowledge um, about email flows then i highly recommend you also visit my website and you go on emailkong.com uh, um, uh, under free downloads and you download my email flow swipe file uh, it's the written version uh, with a few more details and an explanation video of this podcast in case you just want to have this in hand um, alongside a podcast episode um, but that was it for today, guys. Thanks so much for listening again. Uh, this was Email Marketing Secrets, Episode 3. Uh, my name is Bogdan. I am super grateful uh, that you've, you've made it all the way to the end. And I will see you in two weeks. Goodbye.